Hello and welcome to the Carnage Report, where we bring you the latest on all things horror-related, keeping you up to date with news you can use. I'm Nick Spacek. And I'm Julie Holland. The Carnage Report is part of the Cinepunks podcast family. Go to Cinepunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business, Twitch of the Death Nerve, and Tomb of Ideas. If you want to help Cinepunks and ultimately this show, you can become a Cinepunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash Cinepunks. That is C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X. You could also check out our great sponsors like Essex Coffee Roasters, which is at EssexCoffeeRoasters.com. They offer specialty grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home brewing experience. They're committed to accessible quality coffees, offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers. And they believe that you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee. Right now, if you use code CINEPUNKS, you'll get 10% off. Also, Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley, but maybe also the world. Personable and professional, the only place where you get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing. You can find them online at xlvacx.com. Cool. And now, on to the setup. And this week, a very special treat, because finally, someone has asked us a question that we can ask each other. And that someone is Robin Moore. We spoke of her last episode. And you can find her if you're looking. I hope she's okay with this at Foreverfall13 on Instagram. Um, and her, what she has to say is, my favorite character in just about every horror film is the expert. There's always an expert who knows everything about the creature or haunted relic and how to defeat it. So my question is, who is your favorite horror movie expert? You know, like the easy question here, uh, the easy answer to this question is, you know, Randy from Scream, obviously. Mm -hmm. But and then I was like, or I could go with like the inverse, which is Marty from Cabin in the Woods, who is not quite the expert, but he's like the only one who has his shit clued in. Yeah. And then I decided to just go completely swerving. And my answer is Leslie Vernon, a.k.a. Leslie Mancuso from Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, because he is literally someone who knows everything about slashers. Like he knows like how to become like he's literally studying to become one. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I think he is like sort of like like just like going beyond even being an expert into becoming the thing he is an expert on um which is uh like because you know he talks he talks about all the stuff that like all of the you know like your marty's or your randy's do but like he's actually putting them using those tropes to put things into action to actually um kill people i'm aware this might not be like a great example <laughs> like positive example <laughs> but i just using I think, it for the wrong reasons <laughs> but like he is a true blue expert and uh that that's why i'm picking him what about you i'm gonna go with something an answer that will probably feel very expected given the time of year and my favorite movie which is dr loomis from Halloween and not not because he's an expert but he is but he still doesn't know really what he's dealing with he just knows it's bad and that's enough and what I love about it slash hate about it is that no one listens to him ever all the movies he's in everyone's like this crazy old guy and I think all the best experts in horror movies face this they know what the dangers are 
they know what we need to do about it, aka don't fuck with it. And they tell everyone that and everyone just ignores them. And then they get what's coming to them because they ignored the expert. I think Leslie Vernon could be like that, too, because like he's literally telling people, I'm going to kill a bunch of people. And they're just like, yeah, but it's, you know, oh, no, they, he's actually going to do this. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he wasn't kidding. That was real. OK. Oh, this wasn't an academic exercise. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so how about the rest of you out there? Who are your favorite experts? I feel like there are so many like there are so like, many your specific experts. I mean, uh, I mean, like, tell, tell us what you what you what you think about, you know, maybe sinister. Yeah, like, I could also say Paul Rudd from Halloween. Which one's he in? Whichever one he's the expert that wasn't an expert, but is forced to become an expert in the moment because they are suddenly saddled with something that they need to deal with and they have to learn about it on the fly. I like that kind of expert, too. That's a great kind of expert. That's that's very much a Marty. That's the kind of expert most of us would become should we ever <laughs> face a horror movie in real life. <laughs> I think I've got this figured out. I really hope I'm right. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And now it is time for New Nightmares, our roundup of trailers, new to streaming, coming soon to theaters at all. Uh, there's a whole bunch because uh, we are moving ever closer into October. So it's spooky season. It is time. And what we're starting with first? one. I put this at the top of the list because I thought it would be the quote best one. And then I watched the trailer and went, oh, no, I'm not excited. <laughs> uh, but hopefully it's just a trailer that I don't love, and that is Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, the untold chapter from Stephen King's classic novel. Um, it's coming to Paramount Plus exclusively on Friday, October 6th. I'm hoping to catch it at Fantastic Fest so that I don't have to subscribe to Paramount Plus. No offense to Paramount Plus itself. Um, you know, we got a lot. It's rated R, as we know, they all are. Pet, Pet Cemetery is always gory. Uh, the synopsis is. In 1969, a young Judd Crandall has dreams of leaving his hometown of Ludlow, Maine behind, but soon discovers sinister secrets buried buried within and is forced to confront a dark family history that will forever keep him connected to Ludlow. Banding together, Judd and his childhood friends must fight an ancient evil that has gripped Ludlow since its founding and once unearthed has the power to destroy everything in its path. That the good lasts. news? David Duchovny's in it? The bad news, it doesn't, it did not grip me. <laughs> no. And that last line, I was just like, oh, so it. Okay, cool. Yeah, right? Uh, Yeah. Hey, if you're going to give us a prequel to like a fairly beloved franchise and novel, give us something new. I, I, I guess the one thing we do get new is that like our, one of our uh, native characters, Isabella Star LeBlanc is actually native so that's a plus that's a plus but i mean 
like they're they're leaning hard into this like burial ground thing and it's like they of course you know the sometimes dead is better it's like okay yeah yeah, yeah. as a prequel to a story whose horror is based on the lore of native native peoples why not tell the story of the native peoples why just go back to judd why not go back further i don't know i don't i don't want to see somebody doing a depending on your 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 choice either in ed um not Ed Gwynn, um, but like I don't Fred, see, Fred Gwynn, or um, help me. Oh God, um, I don't want to see somebody doing impersonations. Is what I'm saying. No, um, no, but I do. I would appreciate a main accent, and I didn't hear any of those. I know. Like, I mean, if you're gonna, like, if you're gonna give me it, at least make it. If it's gonna be mediocre, at least make it cheesily mediocre. Good God! Right. I'm hopeful that it was just a poorly cut trailer, and that I will be surprised. Fingers crossed. We like to think positive. The uh, I want to tell you that the poster is good, but I don't love it either. No. So I don't know. No, it's just well, like... wait, there's two posters I see here. The, the first poster where it's like young Judd with a skull on his face, an animal skull on his face. Don't love that. The other one where it's like a silhouette of the pet cemetery and the crosses and that, that one's cool. I can get behind that. I like the mask on the cross with the, you know, spooky mm-hmm. bird. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see on October 6th if you have Paramount Plus. We do have a trailer that looks awesome as hell, though. Um, and that is for the first Japanese produced Godzilla film uh, in almost seven years. And it is called Godzilla Minus One. Uh, it is from the original makers of Godzilla, Toho Studios. And the plot synopsis is, in post-war Japan, a new terror arises. Godzilla, will the devastated people be able to survive, let alone fight back? I am curious as to, like, how Mm -hmm. this, where this actually falls. If this is, like, our, like, the first time Godzilla shows up sort of situation. Like, this is another prequel. Um, Because it looks like it falls, like, right after World War II. So, I mean, like, I feel like there's a lot of possibilities going on here. Um, It looks amazing. Also, Godzilla toes. Never thought I would be excited. I was just like, oh, look at it. It's like we've only ever talked to Godzilla over Zoom, and now we see him in person and we get to see his toes. Exactly. (laughs) It does look really good, though. Like, I'm really Mm -hmm. excited. This is the 30th Toho Godzilla movie. Dang. Good job, guys. Yeah, all of them I, it, amazing, I'm sure. Um, no, but <laughs> um, as, as the bloody disgusting uh article uh does mention, uh, like launched uh right at the start of September. Uh, there is a 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, Godzilla channel on Pluto. Uh, so you can just like hop in and just like watch Godzilla movies uh for as much as you want. Uh, which gives you something to watch other than in my case mst3k unsolved mysteries and antiques roadshow nice nice to have a little variety (laughs) all right here's something kind of weird and interesting i think um coming to peacock john carpenter's suburban screams i know what you're thinking oh john carpenter he's directing again more horror movies sort of not really it's kind of a true crime situation or, or a true urban legend situation interspersed with little horror movies uh it looks really cool here is the series description it is long i am sorry 
a genre-busting, unscripted horror anthology series from the mind of legendary director-writer-producer John Carpenter. The series explores the dark secrets and unspeakable evil that sometimes lurks beneath the surface of the sun-drenched streets, manicured lawns, and friendly neighborhoods of suburbia. Each episode focuses on one true tale of terror told by the real people who live through it. Their first-hand accounts are brought to life through premium cinematic scene work, news clips, home photos, and archival footage. Combining the visual language of horror films with the tools and techniques of documentaries, creating a uniquely frightening experience for viewers. And of course, John Carpenter composed all the music as well. He did direct one episode. Right. But it's not a horror movie, but it kind of is. But it's not. But it is. But it's not. I'm very excited for this. Uh, yeah, so this is the first of many. Many, many things that we will be talking about in the next like 20 minutes or so that happen to be dropping on October 13th, because October 13th is a Friday the 13th. Yeah, it is. Everybody's going ham for this. Um, mm -hmm. I would suggest if you have the opportunity to just take the day off work, stock up in a very highly caffeinated beverage of your choice and just wake up when your pets wake you up and go until your body uh falls apart from exhaustion yeah maybe take monday off too because there's going to be a lot to catch up on yeah yeah you'll need well you'll just need that day to recover yeah and hydrate probably i'm looking at the calendar and i think that that is my natural friday off as my schedule flows so i hope so thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> anyway that looks good and we're here for it uh, very much so also i'm not this falls in between um so we finally got the full trailer for the Prime Video uh, film Totally Killer, um, which is releasing on October 6th. We got like a preview teaser that might be like one of my favorite things I've seen in a minute where it's like the mom character opening like opening the door and there's a killer who just like changes to all of the other Bloomhouse killers, including Puka. Um <laughs> It's very charming and it's very silly and it's only 30 seconds long and it's like we're welcoming a, a new killer, uh, which is the Sweet 16 killer. Um, 35 years after the shocking murder of three teens, the infamous Sweet 16 killer returns on Halloween night to claim a fourth victim. 17-year-old Jamie ignores her overprotective mom's warning and comes face to face with the ma masked maniac and on the run for her life accidentally time travels back to 1987, the year of the original killings. Forced to navigate the unfamiliar and outrageous culture of the 1980s, Jamie teens up with her teen mom to take down the killer once and for all before she's stuck in the past forever. This also stars podcast favorite Lachlan Monroe. It really does. <laughs> um, also, the script is uh, a horror. It is from uh, Nanachka Khan, who did, also wrote the script for Always Be My Maybe, which is uh, with... Uh, Randall Park and um, the, the stand-up comedian. Um, uh, is that Ali Wong? Ali Wong, yes. Okay. Uh, which is great. Um, this trailer, not great, but also not terrible. Kind of fun. Kind of little fun. silly. Maybe it leans a little too silly. But I'm still, I'm still excited to watch this. Yeah. No, I'm super excited. I mean, like, it's got Lachlan Monroe. Yeah. It has Julie Bowen. It has Karen and Shipka. Mm-hmm. I'm down. What's not to love? I just hope they don't go for two obvious song choices, but we know they will. Yeah. Also, I, I hate this mask. 
that the killer's wearing. I hate it, but in a way that I like. I can't explain it. Okay. <laughs> we'll accept that. All right. Now we're talking Disney Halloween. So much less bloody, but still looks pretty fun, actually. And October 13th, premiering on Disney Plus and Hulu, is Goosebumps. Um, it's a television series. So I think on the 13th is maybe just the first episode. First, first two? Five. Okay. Oh, first five. Okay. So yeah, you clear that day. Clear that day. Put the kids in the room with this. Perhaps this looks like it. I mean, I'm interested in watching this, but kids can watch this too. Um, There's not really a full synopsis, but the series draws on elements from five of the most popular middle grade books, including Say Cheese and Die, The Haunted Mask, The Cuckoo Clock of Doom, Go Eat Worms, and Night of the Living Dummy, all by R.L. Stein, obviously. I think we've talked a bit about Goosebumps here and there enough to know that I didn't. I was too old for these. I did not read these, but I did read the Fear Street books because I was I was Fear Street age, not Goosebumps age. Same. But they still look pretty fun. Uh, Justin Long's in this, so that's also, he's just popping up in little horror tidbits here and there. Listen, I, I think we've we've expressed the fact that like Justin Long makes any movie better. Um, Mm -hmm. it's also got Rachel Harris and I was very excited to see her because like, I feel like she also makes everything better. Yeah. Yeah. This this looks like a good, a good family horror time. (laughs) There is an actor in this named Zach Morris and I couldn't stop. (laughs) (laughs) There sure is. (laughs) I'm sure all the kids who are watching it are just like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. That's the actor's name. It's like, oh no, your parents are dying. Yeah. Your parents played a joke on you for your life. (laughs) <laughs> oh god yeah no it actually looks creepy and i'm kind of uh-huh. excited about it yeah and a little bit like non-blood gory like at the end someone explodes and it's like yellow goo everywhere so it's not blood but it's still gross which i think is fun that was kind of my favorite like bit like that was a really good tag and i'm like okay i'm in yeah yeah they had me at why does so-and-so smell like watermelon jelly ranchers <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> the person's name <laughs> yep yep looks fun uh this movie does not look fun but it does look really good uh, mm-hmm. from raul cerezo and fernando gonzalez gomez um directors of the passenger is a movie called the elderly um which releases in theaters on surprisingly october 13th mm-hmm. but then hits blu-ray and vod um on halloween itself The plot summary is, following the sudden suicide of his wife, Manuel begins acting violently strange. Soon a series of paranormal events has all of the local elderly behaving oddly. They all seem to know something the young do not, paired with a lust for blood. I got to see this uh, for Chattanooga Film Fest, and it's good. I loved The Passenger. I don't love this as much as I loved The Passenger, but The Passenger was silly, and I love silly. This is not silly. This is not silly at all. This is very scary, but it's really good. It will make you scared of old people again. It looks really great. I feel like Dark Star is kind of a mixed bag in terms of like film releases, but I'm always willing to check it out, I guess mm-hmm. is the best way of putting it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm never like, like sometimes I am very much amazed and other times I'm just like, oh, okay, well that was, you know, 90 minutes, but I, I it's always some, the premise like they they do go for some some interesting ideas yeah it's always worth the gamble Mm -hmm. yeah all right up next this one i can't tell if it's worth the gamble 
Um, it's like a scarier uh, nightmare on Elm Street, and it's just called The Nightmare, Norwegian Horror Coming to Shudder. We're going to get this a little ahead of official spooky season on September 29th. And the synopsis is, Mona and Robbie are a young couple in love. Robbie has just landed his dream job, and they've scored an amazing deal on a spacious, if run-down, flat. Never mind that it requires quite a bit of renovation. Never mind that the neighbor's constant fighting and screaming baby. Never mind that Mona is suddenly plagued by night terrors, which grow more intense every time she falls asleep. Robbie is eager to start a family, despite Mona's hesitation. Eventually, Mona's issues spiral dangerously out of control as she becomes convinced that she is being attacked by a mythical demon, the mayor, intent on possessing her unborn child. It looks really scary. It's kind of another pregnancy horror sort of thing, like who Sarah the Bone Woman was recently, although this doesn't look similar to that outside of the pregnancy parts. Uh, This is a very weird and slightly... um pedantic thing but i was for a brief moment like seeing like the logo on the poster and everything i thought it was going to be a takeoff of the anthology movie from 1983 nightmares Mm. it's not so sadly Mm. no bishop of battle um oh the the emilio estevez's finest moment um it looks fine um yeah I, i hope it's better than it looks but yeah and I, I always think a trailer's difficult on a foreign language film anyway because you know when you're watching a movie with subtitles it takes you a couple minutes then you get in the groove and you forget you're reading subtitles you don't have that time with a trailer and that make can make it harder if the trailer is not as gripping mm-hmm. so i give it the benefit of the doubt fair fair yeah. um i will say that um i will unless somebody wants to send me a free screener I have no desire to see this next movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hitting digital and on demand October 31st is Bloodthirst. It's got Tara Reid and Robert Lissardo. And here's your synopsis. After the apocalypse, only two tribes remain. Desperate humans and the roving vampires that feed on them. Across the desolate west, John Shepard seeks the aging head vampire hoping to destroy him and free mankind. But when Shepard and his posse of native sons and farmers' daughters join forces with a local militia, they'll learn they're closer to the master than they think. It looks so bad, and I'm so sorry that I put this on our news list. (laughs) You know what? I'm actually really glad. Like, every once in a while, it's nice to have something that we can just basically go like, I, there is a, I think we both have a really good ability to find something some nugget of something where you know it's like well maybe yeah no nothing in this i put it here's what happened is i fell victim to exactly what whoever financed this thing fell victim to is it's got tara reed i know she's not at her peak but she's still tara reed it's she's unrecognizable and she's you know she's she's not the best actress anyway (laughs) there's there's also uh Costas uh, Mandalore uh is in it who you've seen in a billion things even if you don't know it he's been in like uh, f- five of the Saw films mm-hmm. and uh, also in uh speaking of uh terrible action films he is in the live version the live action version of Fist of the North Star um oh. like yeah this is i feel like 
every horror action movie is trying to like especially with vampires either like going for blade Mm -hmm. this one almost feels like it wants to be the walking dead with vampires Mm -hmm. it's like the walking dead with vampires it's uh, like i i don't know it's just it's so it um like there are so many like i i can't think of a good vampire action movie actually outside i'm sure somebody's going to come back and yell at us but yeah i i don't know i mean give yourself a little treat of the terrible if you want to watch the bloodthirst trailer (laughs) but i i don't know if i'd put a note on your calendar to catch it when it drops you do have to watch the trailer though it is it's a it's a whole lot of like this is what you're selling the movie on okay cool Yeah. yeah i think i was like I don't know, 30 seconds in and had to be like, wait, what am I watching again? What is this for? What is happening? Who is this? It's okay. I'm not going to lie. Like there's part of it where I'm just like, is, is things going to get gross real soon? Like it, it has like a very like low budget, like adult feature vibe to it that I can't put my fingers on. It's it's got a, this could go skin a max at any moment. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Up next body horror trade body horror film appendage coming out for hulu ween on october 2nd sorry i'm distracted by my dog barking downstairs i apologize if you can hear him he is really acting a fool today okay appendage um october 2nd in the film hannah a young fashion designer seems fine on the surface but secretly suggests uh, secretly struggles with debilitating self-doubt Soon these buried feelings begin to make Hannah feel physically sick and sprout into a ferocious growth on her body, the appendage. As Hannah's health declines, the appendage begins to fuel her anxieties, her perceived lack of talent at work, her deteriorating relationships with her boyfriend and her best friend, and her parents' lack of love and understanding. At her breaking point, Hannah makes a shocking discovery. There are others out there like her. I can't decide if this looks good or not. It's got Emily Hampshire, which is what got me excited. And she's looking very Sarah Paulson, actually, in the trailer. I got confused for a second. I was like, wait, is that? I, it looks, if you're into body horror, this is going to be your jam. If you are not, don't even watch the trailer. I like how far they went in the trailer. And I yeah. am, I'm down. Like, I'm 100% into, like, see, I really want to see it. <laughs> Like the like it kept getting grosser and weirder and every time I was like, Yeah, go more. Yeah. Like I there mm-hmm. is something about her per like even in the trailer, like Emily Hampshire just is like, I wanna see how she responds to this. Like I wanna see the full mm-hmm. response because it seems like she's very accepting, which is I I love that idea for a body horror where it's not just like the oh poor me. It's the no, this is making me better. And yeah, this thing is actually helping me. I mean, I, I guess you kind of get that every now and then with them. But yeah, it's not frequent. And it, it, I wondered if it was good because, you know, it starts off like she's got a lot of work to do. She can't keep up and it's called the appendage. And I was like, is she about to grow a third arm? It does not. We don't actually see what happens, but I'm like, because that would be helpful if gross. Yeah, 100%. Sometimes a third arm would be nice. <laughs> All right. Filmmaker Demian Rugna uh, returns uh, with his follow-up 
uh, to 2017's Terrified with When Evil Lurks, uh, which is premiering now-ish at Toronto or just premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival. Um, And it will premiere on Shudder October 27th after a bow in theaters on October 6th. Uh, the summary, a pair of brothers find a mutilated corpse near their property and convene with the locals to suss it out. They soon learn that the odd happenings in their village are the cause of a spirit are the cause of a spirit that's found its way into a local man waiting for the proper protocols to rid his body of the festering demon. That sentence is bad grammar. An escape (laughs) attempt ensues as the film keeps its protagonist on edge, racing against imminent danger to shake the spirit's relentless clutches. Uh, The trailer is like a very much a teaser and it It doesn't give much. Doesn't give much, but it gives vibes. It gives vibes. And Terrified was so terrifying that I will watch whatever Demian Rugna wants to show me. His segment in Satanic Hispanics was also one of my favorites. That guy's scary. He's got scary things in his head and he's giving them to us. And so I'm into this. I'm excited. Like that's it. There's not a lot in the 30 seconds of that trailer, but man, it. And might... the poster looks like some sort of alternate Wizard of Oz poster, which is actually kind of great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last trailer. Speaking of kind of body horror that goes further than you expect of a trailer is for the puppet man which is coming to shutter when friday the 13th of course just like many others um this is a shutter original and the synopsis is the puppet man convicted killer on death row he has always maintained his innocence saying it was an evil force controlling his body as he slaughtered his victims now michael the direct the sorry the killer's begins to suspect that there may be some truth to her father's claim when those around her begin to die in brutal ways. All hope rests on her shoulders to break the puppet man's curse. I don't like the name, but this trailer, good. Oh, yeah. Like, the look in people's eyes. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of, like, like close-up of people's faces in this trailer, and it is some of the best, like, like they're not really they're talking but like most of like the intent is coming through their eyes and mm-hmm. like it's fantastic like i shouldn't be judge i mean like i mean i feel like that is what we are doing is judging based on a <laughs> two minute clip but like it's just like that it's so intense yeah yeah and it if they held back on what they showed us i can only imagine the stuff the shit they've got to show us because some of the effects and some of the ways people go out just in the trailer i'm like oh my god that looks really brutal (laughs) so the the bloody disgusting article like um the co-writer uh slash uh director brandon christensen says this (laughs) it harkens back to films like final destination where you take a group of friends and exploit them for horrifying (laughs) deaths we had a ton of fun developing these characters and then taking everything we know about them and turning it against themselves while i've killed off characters before it was nothing compared to the grotesque machinations that shutter allowed us to do on the puppet man i love the idea of just we're gonna make you care for these characters and we're gonna make it bad we're gonna kill them in all the ways that you care about them (laughs) oh i'm excited i have a yeah. I think a screener for this sitting around somewhere and 
Like, I think I do too. I think they sent one out. I kind of want. I might have to watch this tomorrow morning. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. And that's the news. There has been a destructive force unleashed on this town such as I have never seen. Oh my god, I don't believe this is not happening! We have got a poltergeist! Okay, well, folks, I can do a clearance, but it's not gonna be cheap. Although I do offer a six-month guarantee. That fellow takes us totally for granted. Hey, Stuart, interact, huh? Frank Bannister had a remarkable ability. Psychic investigator? To communicate with the dead. You, you could see spirits? Emanations are normally confined at the cemetery. You cannot push spirits around! Although they do escape. And an uncanny knack. We're gonna scare the living daylights out of your parents. <gasps> for making a profit off the living. We're supposed to be his business partners. Everyone says that you're a fraud, but I've seen what you can do. Give it up, Frank. Death ain't no way to make a living. But now, some things put the fear of death in the living. What is happening to me? And sent the dead yes! running for their lives. I've seen a figure in a cape. That was the soul collector. When your number's up, that's it. Frank, we got problems. All these murders that have been going on in Fairwater, they're gonna pin them on you. From Universal Pictures and Robert Zemeckis. You're next, pal. And acclaimed director, Peter Jackson. We don't stop till the screaming starts, okay? The Frighteners. And now it's time for our feature presentation. Today we are talking about The Frighteners. This was directed by Peter Jackson. Nick, tell us what it's about. After a tragic car accident kills his wife, a man discovers he can communicate with the dead and he uses that gift to con people. However, when a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who can stop it from killing the living and the dead. It is 1996. Yes, I was going to say this is obviously not a new one, but we were kind of having a a week where nothing lined up and we wanted to pluck something out of Peacock's early Halloween lineup. So this is the one that got called up and I'm glad it did because I hadn't watched it in years and it is still great. It is a movie that has been on, uh, I think, Prime before, but it's never been on like one of the bigger streamers, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel it being also presented in this way where it's like part of their Halloween lineup has the potential to really like uh, a lot of people maybe hearing about this for the first time. I feel like we go through the occasional things where people are like, wait, where people rediscover like Peter Jackson's earlier pre Lord yeah. of the Rings films. And this is literally pre Lord of the Rings. Like a lot of the special effects for this film, like let him build up uh Weta, which is why they had the power to do all the Lord of the Rings stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of those effects hold up, too. Like, obviously, the digital stuff is not where we're at today, but it's still effective in the film, and it's still fun to watch. The practical effects, obviously, like, really hold up. Um, This is, of course, like most of Peter Jackson's films, shot 
in New Zealand, despite the fact they are trying to pretend that it is the American Midwest, it looks like the town from Dead Alive. Yeah, I was. I mean, I guess you could convince me that it's America in some ways, but the Midwest, no. There's hills, like rocky hills. I don't know. It doesn't work, but it doesn't matter. It's got Michael J. Fox. It it's does. Got, it, yeah. This is uh, Michael J. Fox's last feature film starring role um, before he went to focus on TV and then later retired. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is ostensibly a starring vehicle for him. But um, one of the things I wanted to talk about is the fact that this is it's a Michael J. Fox movie, but he is not the main draw here. No, no. And his character is like not great. He's doing the best with it, but the character itself, it's like, uh, I don't know if I really want to root for this guy. He seems like he's kind of an asshole. I don't know that he actually does as much growth as he thinks he does by the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) This is a character actor fans. Yes. Smorgasbord. We have John Astin. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have Jeffrey Combs. We have D. Wallace. We have Jake Busey. We have Chai McBride. We have R. Lee Ermey. It is just, mm. yeah, it's wild. There's also this actor in it, Peter Dobson. When I was watching, I was like, he looks familiar. So I went to see what else he was in. Nothing that struck struck me as where I've seen him before, but except that he has played an Elvis impersonator in like a dozen things. <laughs> Good for him. Find your niche and do it, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. He's not an Elvis impersonator in this, by the way. (laughs) No, but like, like, it's just amazing. Like, you don't really like, I'm not spoiling anything. Jake Busey, like, doesn't he doesn't really show up until like maybe the last like 30 minutes of the film. There's enough of him at the beginning where I was like, that's a Busey. Which one is it? You can't really tell at first. And you're like, oh, okay, it's Jake. You just see the teeth coming at you. You know, but when you get him like those last 30 minutes, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. A movie of set pieces. I, I yeah. think the best way to describe it, like there is a plot and it flows well and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think when you remember things from this movie, you don't remember like the overall story arc. You just remember things. Yeah. You probably remember Jeffrey Combs just being unhinged in the strangest way (laughs) his character is so strange so strange but so great because you get like both sides of jeffrey combs in this where you get like the like the quiet like kind of meek jeffrey holmes and then you get like the crazy like screechy one yeah yeah he's really running his full gamut Oh, yeah, it is like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think as I've gotten older, like watching Jeffrey Combs in this movie becomes like one of my favorite arts. Mm -hmm. But actually, like, honestly, like watching everybody in like all of the character actors, um, John Astin. um, Here's the thing. He was very old in this movie. Like he Mm -hmm. was 67 when this movie came out. John Astin you may be surprised to know is still alive god bless him look at him go 93 93 um amazing i mean horror icon i mean he's the original gomez yeah 
Yep. Also, uh, Harry's dad on Night Court. Oh, right. The old Night Court, not whatever this new thing they try to give us is. I tried. It's not good. <laughs> I only watched it because John Larroquette was on it and he was he was the best part. Yeah. I, that's why I tried to watch it. And then I was like, no, no, no. Uh, and a uh, local uh, legend, uh, D. Wallace. Um, uh-huh. Great. Like, like her her performance is like very nuanced and then it is not <laughs> yeah 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 you really don't see that coming where her character goes and it, it goes off the wall in a super fun way yeah this this movie is so wild because it's like it's not a haunted house movie but it is it's not a possession movie but it is it's 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 all the things and none of the things yeah and it also has like like thrill killer elements yeah and it has like you know, it's like, like natural born killers as ghosts very much so like um it is just like it has everything i read oh god uh sci-fi had like no i've read like a bunch of different descriptors of this movie and one of it one of them described it as being like a cross between like Casper and <laughs> yeah I see some Casper in there <laughs> it really it really does have just like so many just weird aspects to it and like, I think dead people can hurt other dead people apparently mm-hmm. and and the ghosts are decomposing Mm-hmm. which is interesting you don't see that <laughs> usually you're just a ghost you know there and one of them is like actively starting fresh and becoming less fresh as his character goes through i don't there's like no rules it didn't it didn't give itself any rules so it's not breaking any rules but it's breaking rules that other movies might have set forth <laughs> it really does it's like ghosts can wear down uh as they've been around too long um like the, the there is so much going on in this movie um i kind of understand like roger ebert's review uh like a lot of the contemporaneous reviews were not kind to this movie especially like mainstream reviewers um but i it is a movie that i sank in the movie theaters but really like did find its audience on home video and really yeah i definitely remember renting it obviously i think i was well i guess i was old enough to have seen it in the theater but i i don't think i did i'm pretty sure i rented it uh well i mean like very very infamously or whatever it had like if you saw it like in the video store it had like one of those lenticular covers where if you like turned it this way and that like the, mm-hmm. the ghost on the front would like pop out of the the video box and it's a much scarier cover than the movie is mm-hmm the cover is like terrifying and the movie is largely comedic. Yeah, Very the... strange marketing. Sorry, there's... go ahead. Well, there's also like so much weird stuff behind it because like it was executive produced by Robert Zemeckis. Um, and like he was originally going to direct it and it was going to be a Tales from the Crypt spinoff movie. Okay. So like. And I wonder, like, if they had, like, tightened it up, made it, like, even 
like it's rated R, but it is not a bloody movie, except maybe in the last 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if they had like gone that route, um, like what we would have gotten. Like that's that's a fun what if. Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly would have been better than Bordello of Blood. Ooh, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just like every to every like I think every time it gets rediscovered, there's always like these like new little articles that pop up here and there, and the stuff. I mean, there's a director's cut that I haven't ever seen that's like 12 minutes longer that mm-hmm. has like I read about it, but there was a thing like from 2018 and it's an interview with Jake Busey where he says that Peter Jackson made a five hour cut of this movie that could have been like a three film miniseries. And he's like, it's not like a, you know, like the, the work print or, you know, like the, the assembly cut or anything like that. It's like, it's a five hour cut. Evidently they shot for a month with John Aston. Like doing like there's stuff with the judge and his dog back in the old west, <laughs> like that has never seen the light of day. And uh, like I don't know if that would, if I want to see it, but kind of do. Yeah, yeah, I'd give it a chance. Um, God, Peter Jackson can really he can really go if you give him a runway. He can really eat up some film. I, I do feel bad for this movie because like they they had so much faith in it that like they moved it up and released it July nineteenth. The original date was supposed to be in uh, three months later, October. When which, it would have made sense. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah, this wouldn't have held up held up against the summer blockbusters. I don't know what else was that year, but I can't imagine that. Uh, it would hold its own against most of those things because it's not action it's not straight comedy it's really you really got to be a certain kind of person for this to be your bag yeah and it really is it's like the the films that were released here like i want to say like independence day was in 96 that sounds right yeah 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 like that's just you can't compete with Independence Day. No one's going up against that and winning. <laughs> it had come out two weeks before this. Like, there's no friggin' way. Yeah. But, like, there are just... It's a really fun movie. And I feel like if you just give yourself into it, like, you will have an absolute blast. Yeah. It's so fun. It is so fun. Because, like, I mean, it starts out as, like, a drama and then it becomes a a haunting movie and then it becomes like a a murderous haunting movie and then it becomes like a weird like time switchy thrill kill thing and yeah there's a race against time and there's weird science and there's an overbearing mother figure kind of like psycho oh yeah like there is if there is a horror trope you enjoy it's in it, there it'll pop up at some point or another now in your reading about various trivia things this is probably just me digging deep into the cast list just because i noticed that melanie linsky is in this just briefly as a deputy because i love her whenever she pops up i'm like there's <laughs> melanie linsky 
the uh the main female character and her early spoiler soon in the movie late husband are lucy and ray linsky and i wonder if peter jackson gave them that name because maybe he was friends i don't know is that related well i mean yes she is named after they are named after the linskys because um that the obviously melanie linsky was in his previous movie heavenly creatures right and it's an homage like a lot of the i think a lot of the names are named after um like they're all homages um like uh johnny bartlett is named after um the um first the second and third victims of charles starkweather who he's obviously ranting and yelling about for a good portion of the film yeah (laughs) one more in starkweather (laughs) <laughs> um i love jake busey in this movie i know it's so good he is the perfect like nobody else like maybe matthew lillard but i don't think he would be as un droolingly unhinged yeah just fully going for it yeah the the scenery is chewed thoroughly by every character given the opportunity to do so yeah no one no one stops it halfway in this film. Everybody just goes the whole hog. Even uh, the sheriff, as played by uh, Troy Evans, like still like just like mm-hmm. he, well, I mean, I think he's the only one. He's essentially playing the same character he plays in a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where he's just literally like the jovial cop. Uh, hey, when you got your thing, <laughs> he's a great jovial cop. Not gonna lie, like I mean. He does it so well. Yeah. But yeah. Um, if you haven't seen this, do take advantage of it being on Peacock and check it out. Like it is. Yeah. It is worth your time. It It'll be a fun time. watch. It is um worth noting. There is, and I believe I I I could not find my copy, and I alluded this to this at the end of the last episode. There is a novelization of the film. You would think oh. film is fun and exciting and funny and goofy and scary the book would the book is terrible like i think that's the reason <laughs> it's not in the house anymore because i read like the first it took me like a week to get through the first five chapters and then it just sat by my bed and i think it ended up at half price books or something like that i i don't know where it went but i'm kind of glad it's out of the house because i'm really glad i <laughs> have to force myself to read it for this show try to dive it back in yeah oh it's so bad <laughs> well that's a shame but i guess somewhere somewhere out in the ether we have the five hour cut to know <laughs> exists and maybe that will fill in any blanks that you might have if it ever sees the light of day give us it if enough people go watch it on peacock they will log that and maybe they'll give us some sort of a fancy release please do yes so go watch it tell us what you think we don't have any recommendations because it is kind of singular <laughs> Yeah, but you could also go watch Peter Jackson's other early stuff. Go watch Dead Alive. Yeah, definitely watch that one.
Now it's time for I'll Be Right Back. What do you have coming up, Nick, that is spooky in um, this the greatest time of year? I have been trying to make it like every time I'm out running errands, I make it a point to go look at Halloween stuff at whatever whatever store I'm at. Like last night on my way back from my sister's house, and I had to stop and get something Tanya for Tanya at Walgreens. I took some time, looked at the stuff at Walgreens. Not a, some interesting fun stuff. Nothing really worth talking about, but I always feel like Walgreens and CVS underrated places to find weird Halloween stuff. Sure. Yeah. Dollar General. Dollar General will have like at least one or two things in every like major holiday thing where you're just wandering through and you're just like, crap, crap, crap. How? Like, this is actually cool. Like, yeah. Christmas, too. Like, highly recommend that, like checking it. Like, a lot of glitter. Really, really yeah. upset about the whole glitter taking over things over the last 10 years but yeah you gotta you gotta ask yourself if it's really worth it before you take that home <laughs> right um but yeah like i mean that is pretty much like what i am doing is just like trying to get into the mood and like trying to find i'm trying to put together like list uh, the last few saturdays i've been watching movies that have been on my watch list for years and years and years and i think i need to start doing that for horror movies and i think mm-hmm. that's probably going to be my project for this week is putting together like movies i can watch on saturday afternoons before i go close the liquor store at night and like i need some really good horror movies i've been meaning to watch for years but never got around to so that's my plan yeah. what about you well we're recording this on monday on thursday i leave for fantasy fest so that will be very spooky i think i hope i hope i get to see lots of stuff um i've never been in person i covered it virtually last year and for those not familiar that is in austin texas that is a genre film festival um tragically for my first journey there it is still a writers and actors strike so the directors will be there but i won't get to see any actors which is unfortunate because i don't recognize many directors but maybe Maybe I'll get to see some and talk to them. I don't know. Do something awkward so that they never want to talk to me again. <laughs> and other than that, I am working on my Annabelle Halloween costume, which you can't see, but is sitting next to me on a dress form that I might pull into the frame. <laughs> so hard at work on that. It's oddly similar to making a Pennywise costume in ways I didn't expect. <laughs> same shoulders. Same shoulders on the costume. <laughs> So that's where I'm at. Awesome. Thank you to all for listening to the Carnage Report. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage, and we can be reached via email at carnagereportpod at gmail.com if you'd like to make any suggestions for upcoming episodes or just share your thoughts. And also, like, seriously look at our Twitter and Instagram. We have been putting up recommendations for your, like, normie friends to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, despite, like, the frequent disclaimers that they are not representative, um, I will say definitely like the 30s, 40s, 50s, yeah. 60s lists are very representative of my tastes. Um, but I I mostly put that there so that people wouldn't be like, you forgot about blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah we forgot about a lot of stuff. There's <laughs> only so much room. Like we don't want to like there's so many horror movies I'm to I'm just gonna give you a list of everything that came out in the 70s. I'm just picking yeah, like, a few. <laughs> like occasionally like, Let's be fair. Like, there's a lot of really terrible movies out there, especially like as you get into like being able to produce things digitally. Yeah. Like, just just go dig for horror movies on Tubi one day and just start getting depressed. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> like as many cool things as there are, there is a real bad ones. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a horror completist, that's on you. We're just trying to help out your friends and you to to help your friends when they come to you and say, hey, you like horror. What should I be watching in October? And you're like, uh, everything? Here's a few you can hand them. Here's a few you can hand them. Here's a few that you can pick from and be like, oh, I hadn't thought of that one. That would be a good movie for my friend who likes ghost things but doesn't like bloody things. And this would be one for my friend who likes actiony things and doesn't like slow movies and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. remember like there you can convince them to watch at least one yes we're just opening the door they've got to walk through it you got to put the right cheese at the end of the maze if you want that mouse to get to it <laughs> and speaking of rewards we have stickers if you want one you can find us in person or reach out to us over socials or email and we'll get it sent out to you some of them are glitter some of them are holograms some of them last really well on the back of your car unfortunately i don't think that's the glitter or the hologram ones but the ones that are not sparkly are hold up really well yeah let us know socials Mm -hmm. emails please all music featured in this episode is by my brother steve spacek who you can find on instagram at starling woodworks and at nodder.bandcamp.com Julie, where can they find you on socials? They can find me at Dark Humor Girl anywhere you are looking. And if you're interested in my Fantastic Fest coverage, you will specifically be able to find that on downrightcreepy.com. Nick, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter slash X and Blue Sky at Nuthouse Punks. You can find me on Instagram at Nick Laus Mouse and uh, writing here, there and everywhere. And I share most of it online so you can find it. Mm hmm. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We're going out of order on what we put on here, but (laughs) we'll be back next episode with another roundup of the latest news in horror. And we're going to be talking about It Lives Inside, directed by Bishal Duda, coming to theaters September 22nd. Nick, what about? Desperate to fit in at school, Sam rejects her East Indian culture and family to be like everyone else. However, when a mythological demon spirit latches onto her former best friend, she must come to terms with her heritage to defeat it. And if you're like us, you've already seen this trailer ahead of every horror movie you've seen since like February. This trailer has been <laughs> rolling for a while, and I'm excited this movie's finally coming out. So excited. Uh, all that and more. Yes. Find us on socials and listen to the next time. And thanks until then, thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. bye.